0: Hey hey, everybody and welcome back to a new episode of Unknown Serial Killers. Welcome back. Did you miss me? I know you did because you didn't get your fix of Unknown Serial Killers this week. I know I'm late, so sorry, but here we are today. Um, If you are new here, please go and check out all four seasons of this awesomeness show called unknown serial killers Um, of course you don't want to miss any of these episodes because they're just that great Viewers discretion is advised of course because we are talking about murder violence and possible drug use but of course we're talking about murder and violence because this is what we're here for this week we are talking about Arthur Shaw cross aka the Genesis River Killer let's just get into it. Arthur John Shawcross was born in Kittery, Maine, the first of four children of Arthur Roy Shawcross and Elizabeth Betsy Shawcross. His family moved to Watertown, New York when he was young. While several later tests showed his intelligence was to be subnormal or even borderline retarded, Shawcross received A's and B's in his first two years of grade school but was later tested to have an IQ of 86, signifying below average intelligence. Sean Cruss said throughout his childhood, he was a frequent bedwetter, which is one part of the McDonald thyroid. He later claimed his mother performed oral sex on him for several years, starting when he was aged seven, and that during junior high school he had sexual relations with his sister. Sean Cross had a reputation at school as a bully and would frequently act out violently. He dropped out of high school in 1960. In April 1967, at age 21, Sean Cross was drafted into the United States Army. At at this time, he divorced his first wife and gave up his rights to his 18-month-old son, whom he never saw again. He served one tour of duty with the 4th Supply and Transport Company of the 4th Infantry division in Vietnam. He later boasted of combat exploits such as beheading Mama Sands and nailing their heads to trees as they wanted to the vet con and engage in cannibalism. In reality, he never served in a combat position. After the war, Sean Cross was stationed at Fort Sill in Lawton, Oklahoma as an armory. His second wife, Linda, experienced several aspects of his disturbing behavior, especially his penchant for starting fires. An army psychiatrist told her that Sean Cross derived sexual arousal from setting fires. After his discharge from the army, Sean Cross moved with Linda from Oakland to Clayton, New York. Linda would soon divorce him, after which he began committing crimes such as arson and burglary. Sean Cross's offenses earned him a five-year sentence in Attica Correctional Facility and later Auburn Correctional Facility. After serving 22 months, he was granted an early release in October 1971 in part due to his role in the rescue of a correctional officer during a prison riot. Sean Cross returned to his hometown of Watertown, New York eventually getting a job with the watertown public works department and marion for the third time so that was a, a lot to, to take in um who gives up the right to their 18 month old child um i know a lot of people do but i'm just saying he is 18 months and why would you never want to see him again um you already knew there was a problem with the early life his mom was sexually molesting him and then he engaged in sexual intercourse with his sister and that's yeah that's definitely some incest and it will stir up some deep scars as he gets older on May 7th 1972 he raped and killed his first known victim 10 year old Jack Owen Blake after luring the boy into a wooded area in Watertown Blake's body was not found until authorities received a tip by telephone on September 5th. On September 2nd, just prior to the body's discovery, Sean Cross raped and killed 8-year-old Karen Ann Hill, who had been visiting Watertown with her mother for the Labor Day weekend. He was arrested the next day. A grand jury indicted Sean Cross for murder and Hill's death. On October 17, 1972, he was allowed to plead guilty to a lesser charge of first degree, manslaughter for both deaths and was sentenced to an indeterminate term with the maximum of 25 years at Attica Correctional Facility. In November, he was transferred to Greenhaven Correctional Facility. Jefferson County District Attorney William McCluskey explained the plea bargain by stating that other than Cross's confession to police, there was no direct evidence linking him to the Blake killing. McCluskey also suggested Sean Cross could have argued a trial that was under extreme emotional disturbance and a jury would have been likely to arrive at a verdict of manslaughter. After 14 years imprisonment, inexperienced prison staff and social workers conclude that Sean Cross was no longer dangerous, disregarding the warden's of uh, psychiatrics, who had assessed Sean Cross as schizo, schizoid, psychopath he was released on parole in april 1982. that was the that was the horrible thing they could have done because once somebody kills they're, they're gonna get out of jail and always kill again shaw, shaw cross had difficulty settling down as neighbors would protest his presence and employers would refuse to hire him he first moved to binghamton new york then relocated to dow High with a girlfriend rosemary wally when Del High residents became aware of Shawcross' presence, the couple moved to nearby Fishman's, only to be met with hostility there as well. In late June 1987, Sean Cross' parole officer moved him and Wally into a transit hotel in Rochester, but failed to notify local authorities of his actions. In mid-October, Sean Cross and Wally found more permanent lodging at 241 Alexander Street in Rochester. In March 1988, Sean Cross began murdering again, primarily targeting sex workers in the Rochester area. Before his capture, less than two years later, he was convicted of 11 murders, but the 12th not officially ascribed to him. The victims were Dorothy Doxie Blackburn, 27, witnessing March 18, 1988, discovered March 24, 1988. Anna Marie Stephan, age 28, disappeared July 9, 1988, discovered September 11, 1988. Dorothy Keller, 59, disappeared July 29, 1989, found October 21, 1989. Patricia Pat Ives, 25, went missing September 29, 1989, discovered October 27, 1989. June Stote, age 30, Disappeared October twenty third, nineteen eighty nine, was found November twenty third, nineteen eighty nine. Mary Walsh, twenty two, disappeared November fifth, nineteen eighty nine. Discovered January fifth, nineteen ninety. Francis Fran Brown, twenty two, went missing November eleventh, nineteen eighty nine. Discovered November fifth, nineteen eighty nine. Kimberly Logan, thirty, disappeared November fifteenth, nineteen eighty nine discovered November 15th, 1989. Elizabeth Liz Gibson, 29, disappeared November 25th, 1989, discovered November 27th, 1989. Darlene Trippy, 32, disappeared December 15th, 1989, discovered January 5th, 1990. June, age 33, disappeared December 17th, 1989, discovered january 3rd 1990 felicia Stephens, 20 disappeared december 28th 1989 discovered december 31st 1989 all the victims were murdered in monroe county except for gibson who was killed in neighbor neighboring wayne county retired detective robert keppel have argued that the detectives investigating the case overreeled on the concept of modus operandi at times searching for multiple suspects due to small differences in the profiles of each victim on january 5th 1990 two days after Joan after june june's body was discovered by civilians police arrested Shawcross he had been spotted with an eyewitness and a police surveillance team standing near his car apparently urinating on a bridge over Salem Creek, near where her body has been dumped. On November 1990, Charlotte Cross was tried by Monroe County 1st District Assistant District Attorney Charles J. Segaris for the 10 murders in the Monroe County. He pleaded not guilty by reason of insanity, which testimony from forensic psychiatrist Dorothy Lewis that he had brain damage, multiple personality disorder, and post-traumatic stress disorder and had been sexually abused as a child. Lewis also claimed that Shawcross moved into a separate internal personality named Betsy when he killed, arguing for him to be institutionalized rather than being returned to the prison system. So they're trying to say that his personality was his mom because his mom's nickname was Betsy. So they're trying to say that this personality was his mom's taking over and it's basically his mom's fault because he's out here killing because she messed him up because he was sexually abused by his mom and his sister. I'm, I'm guessing. In response to, to the defense's claim that Shawcross' actions were the product of post-traumatic stress disorder resulting from his war service FBI criminal profiler Robert reviewed the claim on behalf of the prosecutors before the trial. Robert wrote that Sean Cross's claim of having witnessed wartime was patently outrageous and untrue. Prosecution psychiatrist Dr. Park Dietz testified that Sean Cross had antisocial personality disorder. It was later determined that Sean Cross had a cyst pressing on the temporal lobe of his brain, as well as scarring on his frontal lobe areas that are responsible for decision-making and self-control so there you have it sean cross was held at the sullivan correctional facility in fallsburg new york where he was held until his death in 2003 sean cross was interviewed by british reporter Catherine english for a documentary on cannibalism he bragged about slicing out and eating the three victims but refused to discuss his early claim of eating the genitals of his first victim Jack Blake. Officials said sixty-three year old Sean Cross complained of a pain in his leg on the afternoon of november tenth, two thousand and eight, his date of death. He was taken to Albany Medical Center where he spent where he went into cardiac arrest and died shortly thereafter. He is pronounced dead at nine fifty PM. So for this for this man to literally be married three times have a child? I believe. Did he have a child? Uh, I don't think so. I think he did, but I'm not sure. Oh yeah, he did. He has a child that he had nothing to do with. He spent majority of his life from May 7, 1972, to December 28, 1989, just killing people. He was convicted of arson, burglary, manslaughter second degree murder he was convicted of life imprisonment without parole or a term amounting to 250 years so either way he was gonna die anyway in jail whether it was natural causes or whether it was just spending too much time in jail on you know just locked up in jail so i know that was completely a lot to take in and you know i mean just let you let this sink in and hopefully you guys join me next week as we uncover the gruesome and terrible minds of another unknown killer. Like I tell you guys, be nice to people because you never, ever, ever know who they are going to kill or who they killed. See you guys next week.